Rio Rancho Radio. 92.9. We are brought to you this morning by United Plumbing and Heating, TJ's Evergreen Herbal Market, and Pam Harris's Peak Quail Realty, all in Rio Rancho. It is time to find out what is going on in the City of Vision with our Mayor, Greg Hull. Good morning, Mayor. Good morning, Derek, and good morning to everybody out there. A lot of exciting news happening around the City of Rio Rancho, but before we get started, I want to remind everybody, if you don't have the whole amount of time to listen to the complete radio show this morning, you can always come back tomorrow, Monday morning, and we'll have this uploaded to our podcast, the Mayor of Rio Rancho podcast, Greg Hull, Mayor of Rio Rancho podcast. You can put either of those in your search engine, and it's going to come up. It's a free listen on Spotify. So I just want to remind everybody, uh, you don't have to miss out, and you don't have to listen right this minute. So if you don't have time, just come back and check us out on the podcast. And if you like what you're hearing and you want to make sure that your neighbors know what's going on in the city of Rio Rancho, please Share the podcast link through your social media, whether that's Instagram, Twitter, or X, I should say. See, you know, you can't teach it. Old, old habits dog die hard. Great. I know. That's right. Yeah. X, LinkedIn, Facebook, Nextdoor, any of those things where you can share those links. We'd appreciate it if you'd help us get the word out on what's going on in Rio Rancho. Mayor, you're sounding a little different to our listeners this morning because you're not sitting across from me in the studio here. I had to come and help out with my mother, so I'm taking a quick jaunt over to Phoenix to help her out, and I'll be back later today. But we wanted to make sure that we did the show because, like I said, there's so much happening in Rio Rancho right now that if we skip a week, we skip a lot of information. And so I appreciate our sponsors and appreciate KDSK for letting us do this every week to talk about the things that are happening in Rio Rancho. It's very exciting stuff. Well, Derek, I know we're going to start the morning off with a newscast to kind of talk to people about what just happened with Intel Corporation and what all those cranes have been doing for the last two and a half, three years while this reconstruction's happened. And so I know they did a story, I think it was on KOB4, and I think that's the story you're going to play for us right now. So we'll take a break, listen to that news story, and we're going to come back and talk about that. Intel's impact on the metro is even bigger than its massive building right there on the edge of Rio Rancho. I mean, it's kind of like our own uh, Willy Wonka's chocolate factory, except the candy bars are microchips and servers. We don't suggest you eat them. And today we essentially got the golden ticket to a major unveiling. Intel officials filled us in on a newly completed manufacturing facility in Rio Rancho. Workers there are focusing on increasing processing power at the first of its kind operation operation in the entire country. This facility was a more than $3 billion investment, creating hundreds of new jobs for New Mexicans. You know, is this just the beginning? It's absolutely is the beginning. Intel is committed. Uh, we have, you know, uh, bet not just on the investment, but also ultimately is the people. And Intel reps went on to say the company hired the majority of construction workers for the facility and its ultimate operation from our state. That's from KOB Eyewitness News 4. 700 jobs, Mayor. Where are the 700 people going to live? A lot of them are already living in Rio Rancho or they're going to be living in Rio Rancho. We've had quite a few people that have actually been called back to go back to work, you know, that originally had maybe retired from Intel, maybe had taken a separation package in the past. I know that they've called a few of those folks back. Then you've got some folks that obviously are living in Corrales, Bernalillo, Albuquerque. They're kind of spread all over the place. But notwithstanding, we're still really lacking room. We're still needing a lot more housing. And Rio Rancho is stepping up to meet that need. We've got a lot 
lot of great housing developments, Derek, that are under construction right now. You can look through them. There's there's a housing along the Broadmoor corridor. There's Mariposa is just on fire right now with new building. Los Diamantes is going crazy with new building. Lomas Encantadas is a beautiful community up on the north end, just south of Enchanted Hills. That whole community is on fire with new building as well. So the economic prosperity and the investment that's going on in Rio Rancho is really unparalleled when it comes to business and housing. When you think about it, this $3.5 billion was one of the state's largest private investments in industry in the state, which we're very grateful for. And when we think about Intel Corporation, when you think about it, Intel New Mexico, you think about Rio Rancho. <laughs> so Yeah, we're on the world map. Good. Yeah, they're paying yeah. attention to us. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, as the governor pointed out, we're the third in the nation for chip manufacturing in the state of New Mexico, and uh, that's in that's in Rio Rancho. These are high-end jobs. These are scientists. Yeah. These are good-paying jobs. Engineers, technicians, scientists, you name it, in that top-end microchip manufacturing echelon. Um, there are a lot of high-paying jobs there, and the support jobs that go along with that are nothing to sneeze at, if you will. You know, so... They get up in the high double digits, if not into the low six figures there as far as the pay bands go. So we're seeing a lot of economic activity, but 700 jobs. I remember when I first came into office and Intel was shedding jobs over there because they really didn't see a future for Intel in New Mexico. There was a very limited opportunity to expand the site on the existing location. There weren't really good optimal locations to do an alternate site. And as you've seen, they've also been doing really huge development investment in their Arizona plants. And so those are two areas where we've seen just really a lot of investment. But in Rio Rancho, what really helped us out was this new process that they brought in, this advanced manufactured packaging process, allowed them to retool Fab 9. Now, Derek, interesting story, as you know, I'm a former business owner. And I gave a speech at the ribbon cutting for Fab 9. And part of my commentary was that I used to own the packing and shipping company. And, well, we were hired to help do the packout on Fab 9 when they were closing it down and kind of mothballing that. And I remember after all the tools got packed out, I walked the halls of with the Fab or the Sub Fab and some of the different areas there. And believe it or not, the halls were empty and the Fabs were empty and there was just nothing there, right? So to see that they have a process now where they could actually revitalize and utilize that existing facility was really something very special for the city of Rio Rancho and the state of New Mexico. So when you look at all the different things that are happening there, when they kind of evolved, when you look at that site over there, you had, I think, Fab 4, then Fab 7, then Fab 9 then Fab 11, and then Fab 11X, when you saw that kind of evolutionary process of the microchip, and really it's the evolution of what they call Moore's Law, and that's where you double the amount of chips on a wafer every generation, right? So as they would progress in their manufacturing process, they really grew to the south end of that campus and ran out of space. And so that being said, the fact that they were able to go back and utilize an older facility like Fab 9 and tool that up for advanced packaging was uh, really, really a cool thing for the city of Rio Rancho. And the other things that they talk about there 
are some of the other things that they're working on in, in that facility as well. Silicon photonics is one of the things that they're working on in there as well. And then they, and they've talked about that a little bit. And then some of the foundry work that they'll be doing in there as well. So there is a new mission and really new life breathed into that plant and, and especially as it pertains to Fab 9. So that was really exciting. But yeah, the company I own, Certified Packing and Crating, we were hired to create up a bunch of those tools and ship them off. We warehoused them until they could be sold to another manufacturer at some point somewhere else in the world. Well, we've come a long way since the 50s when they, well, I guess it was 1948, they invented the transistor. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we've come a long way. Hey, I still remember my first electronics class. I used to love to solder stuff together and put together a circuit board. And some people will know what I'm about to say. Others won't. But you in the radio business, you'll know, you know, I learned how to install my first potentiometer. Oh, yes. And uh, <laughs> so. Very uh, the resistance of a circuit. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. And then, of course, I learned how to read various different resistors and the bands on the resistors. The the color colors. Yep, you know, yep. Yeah, they were all color coded and each color had a different number and it told you the amount of resistance that was in each one of those things. And so it was uh, pretty phenomenal there. Oh, yeah. So much of that stuff that started was invented in the United States. And so that's why it's great to see this happening, not only in the United States, but in New Mexico, in Rio Rancho. Absolutely. It's really fantastic to see the evolution of what's come along. I remember my first video game, which was Atari or Pong is what it was called, mm -hmm. Pong. And I then we went that. to yeah. Atari. And then, of course, I had my first Commodore 64 with a tape drive, you know, where you put a cassette tape in there. And then my first computer that had a three and a half inch floppy. And it's just evolved from there. It's been amazing to watch it. But it's very exciting that uh, Intel has made this three and a half billion dollar investment. Now, when you drive by there, you can't help but notice all the cranes, Derek. They're not going away anytime soon because they're still working on stuff there. But what we did this past week was on Wednesdays, we had the ribbon cutting, which celebrated and acknowledged the actual opening and the manufacturing process of Fab 9. Now, obviously, you remember us talking about this a couple of years ago when they made the announcement, did the big press conference out on the front lawn that they were going to bring this three and a half billion dollars to Rio Rancho and they were going to re revitalize that Fab 9 plant. So that really created a lot of excitement. But having this announcement really brings it full circle. So now everybody sees the reality of what's been invested over there and I remember back in the early early to mid-90s and then into the early 2000s, you couldn't go over there and find a parking spot because of all the employees that were there. And I think at one point in time, they had upwards of 3,000 employees. And But, you know, the reality is, is that as they became more and more and more automated and robots were more responsible for building microchips, basically the less human interaction needed to be had in the process. So you just saw this really cool evolution. But unfortunately, as the process became more and more automated, the less humans or the less physical jobs that were needed there, because really most of the operations for 11X are handled from a remote operations center that monitor all the tools and all the manufacturing equipment that create the microchips. But this is really exciting stuff. And like I said, I was on the side, I was on the side of packing out Fab 9 and basically turning off the lights. And now the lights are back on and it's bustling with new jobs and a new process and that's right here and very excited about the fact that these jobs came here to Rio Rancho and not to China, you yes. know, or, or some, some or out of Taiwan. Country. Yeah. 
Right, or Taiwan. I'm just glad that they came here to Rio Rancho because that was never a foregone conclusion that it wouldn't happen in another country. You know, that's always a possibility when you get into some of these manufacturing things. But here it is in Rio Rancho, and we want to say that we're very grateful for Intel. As many people know, my wife has worked for Intel for 30 years, and Intel has been a part of our family as a packing and shipping company. We used to do the crating, a lot of crating for them, not all of it, but we did a lot of work there, and they've been a huge part of my family for 30 years. So $3.5 billion on this project, obviously the jobs, 700 new jobs. What else does that mean for Rio Rancho? Well, when you look at it, that means that people are buying homes up here. That means that people are spending more money. And Derek, you can't discount the 1,000 construction jobs that have been going on and then the 3,000 ancillary jobs that have been created through this process as well. So it just regionally, the investment has had this cascading effect that's gone out through the community. You know, I point out, Derek, that when Intel was spending money in New Mexico, I was one of those companies that created jobs to support the things that they were doing. And the packing and crating company, where we were building boxes and packing stuff, that created 20 jobs. And so when you think about the extra jobs, it's a ripple effect as you go out from the main splash, how that money really affects the regional economy and the statewide economy. So picture, if you will, taking a big old rock and throwing it in the middle of a lake and Right in the epicenter, that's where all the money comes in. But then that money just starts cascading out in ripples until the ripples fade away, if you will, right? So but, so uh, if I own, the, say, the Quiznos across 528 from Intel, I'm going to be real happy now that there's 700 more people possibly coming to my restaurant. Absolutely. Uh, look, when you look at some of the local restaurants that are that are anywhere near there, they're just always packed. And that's a great sign that people are making money and they're spending money and they create more jobs. The restaurants have had to hire up extra people where they can find them. And that's been the other thing is that the workforce is that a lot of people have moved here to New Mexico to accommodate this as well. I know that there were some folks that moved from Utah up here when this process started coming this direction. So there's been just a lot of really big activity for the city of Rio Rancho, the city of Albuquerque, state of New Mexico, Sandoval County, all of the entities that played a role in this. But one thing I was really proud of, Derek, is a few years back, we had some extra revenue in the city that we wanted to use for economic development. And so we started tucking away a little bit of money. It's a 16th of a percent of our GRT that we committed to building a fund for economic development. And this was something that myself and the city manager and the current city council really spearheaded to do this, that through that money, we would be able to help these companies either grow and stay here or recruit new companies like NTX Bio. We use this uh, local economic development fund to help us recruit NTX Bio, which has been a huge success for Rio Rancho. But in this particular case for Intel, we were able to take some of that money and help them a little bit. The amount of money that we threw into the pot is a drop in the bucket to their $3.5 billion investment. But it was what we could afford to do at the time to say that we're your partner, we're part of this, this has an impact on our community, and we want to show you that we are committed to a partnership. So through that LIDA fund, we were able to drop some cash on this project along with the state of New Mexico and Sandoval County. And of course, as many people may or may not know, Intel Corporation, while it's encompassed 
in the city of Rio Rancho. It's not incorporated in the city limits. It's still unincorporated county. So the county issued the IRBs on this particular project as well. Those are industrial revenue bonds. It's a financing mechanism that private companies use to abate some taxes, if you will. Just because the city or the the county or the state does IRBs, it doesn't put the taxpayers on the hook for any money. Well, that's good to know. So very exciting. And the only bad part, Mayor, is trying to get from west side to southern at four o'clock in the afternoon. (laughs) <laughs> yes, it's a little bit busy. Even there. though it's yeah, four absolutely. lanes on each side, there's just a lot of people, but it's a good thing overall. It is. It is. Look, I've been driving on the freeways of Phoenix for the last few days, so we don't have a problem. In- <laughs> no, we don't know what traffic is, right? <laughs> if you come from L.A., you know what a rolling parking lot looks like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we get through it and it's a sign of prosperity. It's a sign of well-being, economic well-being. And it is benefiting the citizens of Rio Rancho because money is being spent locally and we're taking that money and we're investing it back in the community through road projects, quality of life projects, public safety. Those are the things that we've been focused on that we continue to focus on. I got to give a shout out to the city council right now, because when you think about the the current city council, it's this city council that we have currently seated that was very forward thinking in approving these economic development deals that helped us keep a company, a behemoth company like Intel in New Mexico. And I want to say thank you to each of the city councilors for their support of this project, because a lot of times the mayor is the face of the city, but there's a group of people that stand behind me that are supporting me, whether it's the city manager or the city council, the department directors, our development services department, all of these various different individuals that support the functionality of the city. I've got to say thank you to each and every one of them. Our first responders there in Rio Rancho are the primary response teams that come out when there is a problem at Intel. So we support them through the public safety, whether that's police or fire or you know ambulance, anything like that. So all of these factors play a role in how we support a major company like this. And, it, and it's a way that we all come together to benefit not well, not just Rio Rancho, but the state of New Mexico. So, so a lot going on. These great ideas that you come up with, as we've talked about over the years, don't happen without a city council. Correct. Correct. I do not have the checkbook and I do not have a blank check. You're not king hole, <laughs> you're mayor hole, right? <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah, so. And so... I do have to get those things approved by the city council. And if we didn't have city councilors like Paul Weimer, Carissa Cobra, Jim Owen, Bob Tyler, Jeremy Lenentine, and Nicole List, if we didn't have those councilors working very hard for us, we wouldn't see stuff like this happening. And some of the stuff that is happening right now, well, not today because it's Sunday, but drive down Northern. Now, Northern's not closed, but they're working on it. Oh, yeah, they've got it torn up pretty good. You're digging down, getting that redone. And I'm going to apologize to everybody that lives in the Vista Hills area because we've got Quantum under construction. We've got Laser under construction. We've got Vortex under construction. We've got Pyrite under construction. We've got Northern under construction. So it's really flanked on all sides there. But it just shows you our commitment that as, as we have resources and as we have the equipment, the money, and the materials that we're getting the work done. It's not ever going to be magically done overnight. I know there's some people out there saying, well, you should be able to do it all at once. You snap your fingers and it's magically fixed all at one place. But the truth of the matter is it takes time, focus, and commitment to make sure that we're seeing it through. 
And since 2016, Derek, since we started the road bond in Rio Rancho, uh, I cannot remember a day in the last eight years that there has not been a road under construction. Every day of every year for the last eight years, there has been a road under construction. And right now, we have more than ever before with the roads that are being fixed up in North Hills, the roads that are being fixed in Enchanted Hills, Enchanted Hills Boulevard, the roads that are being fixed in Vista Hills. And thinking about some of the various different roads that are being fixed over off of Tarpon and Lisbon, there's roads in there. You remember, I, I can't remember all the names of them in there, but there's a whole section of little mm. roads back in there that we're fixing. And so I can't remember a time when we were fixing more roads at one time than what we are right now. And I can pretty much tout the fact that in the last eight years, we've fixed more roads and replaced more roads in the last eight years than in the entire history of the city of Rio Rancho. And you have to remember that most of the roads that were put here were put in by developers. And so as these roads wear out, they need to be replaced, right? And some of the roads were put in by the city. But for the most part, when you look at through the neighborhoods and stuff like that, those were put in by developers. And many of those have been put in years ago and never touched ever since, right? So the fact that we're replacing them now and we're getting that work done, that means that we're doing more than ever before. And the developers still do that, right? Like Los Diamantes, I noticed they're putting in the streets in front of the houses that they build. That's not the city. Correct. And as a matter of fact, there are roads that we ask developers to put in all the time. Westside Boulevard from Unser out to Los Diamantes was a developer paid for road. The city didn't pay for that. We worked a deal out with that developer. We worked with the school district and we worked with SCAFCA and a bunch of other agencies. And the developer built Westside Boulevard from Unser out to Los Diamantes. And I have over the past years, people asked, well, why did we do that road before we did other roads? Well, we didn't do that road. That was a road that we worked with the developer to get that project done. And now it has a huge benefit to the city of Rio Rancho. And that's why these partnerships with our developers are so critical and key. And I know that there are individuals that will question why developers in the city of Rio Rancho are so important. Well, it's the developers that have brought in the initial infrastructure that support the development and growth in the city. And right now, it's all the homes that are being built and all the businesses that are coming in and the investments that are being made that are really fueling the funding for all of these projects that we're working on right now. So when you think about it, I showed you in our last newsletter the amount of matching funds we're getting. And then there was a really large number that we showed you in where our road funding came from that we've never done before, never had the ability to do it. That 16% of our funding for roads is coming out of the general fund. We've never had cash like that before, but showing you that 16% of our road funding is now coming out of the general fund. Those are revenues that we get from activities going on throughout the city, gross receipts tax, for example, construction GRT, things like that, that are actually rolling into the city right now. Instead of growing government and making government more bloated and more top heavy, we're putting that cash to use by putting it right into roads. And we're doing very careful hiring of individuals. And once again, I'm very proud of the fact that in the uh, 10 years I've been in office, we've only grown the city employees by somewhere between 50 and 55 employees. At this past week's governing body, there was a budget adjustment that approved the hiring of a few more people in development services. But as you can see, we need more people. We need more building inspectors. We need more engineers, more planners, more people in the office there at the city to review the plans for things that people are building, okay, so that these permits can be issued in a timely manner. 
And if you think about some of the permits that are going on, I mean, there was one during the pandemic year, I think it's 2021, we actually issued 36,000, we cleared 36,000 permits through that little office here in Rio Rancho. And, and, you know, that's tremendous growth. And that's solar panels, that's DYI projects. One of those permits was issued to me for when I put the back porch on my house. Yes. You know, so <laughs> so it, all these things make the economy turn. And that's why you've got to have a business-friendly, developer-friendly approach to the growth of the city. And it needs to be thoughtful and it needs to be forward thinking when it comes to that stuff. So anybody that proposes that we kill all development, I can tell you right now, you would kill all of the revenue streams that are coming into the city right now that we're actually using that money to improve the community for the citizens that already live here. To Westside Boulevard, obviously the contractor for Los Diamantes didn't want to have people come to the new development on a dirt road, so it made sense for him to put in a pay. But once they do that, it goes to the city, right? In other words, future repairs will be done by the city. They don't own that road. Correct. They do not. But they acquired all the right-of-way and on the sides of the streets from the property owners, and they did all the work there. And then, yes, it does get donated to the city as public infrastructure. So it's not like we have to pay for it. Right. But we do take over the responsibility of maintaining it. And that's where we're at with these roads is that over the years, so many developers have put in so many roads. The maintenance has really caught up on us. And I talk about this constantly that when I came into office, I inherited 20 years of neglect on these roads because previous to my administration and this current governing body, we had no plan on how we were going to even approach fixing all these roads. And we put a plan in place and we stuck to it. And I know there are those that would want to deviate from the plan because they think they have a better plan. But the reality is we're following the direction of our engineers. We're not making road repairs a quote unquote political process. And anybody that's going to politicize this infrastructure stuff is barking up the wrong tree because if you promise somebody you're going to pave their street, which I have never promised anybody ever once that I was going to pave their street. Never, never said those words. Well, you said it's I going said, to happen eventually. It's going to happen eventually. Yeah, right. But not and when. We have yeah. plan, but not when. Exactly. I didn't say, well, you know, if you elect me, I'm going to run out and pave your street tomorrow. And I got to tell you, when you're a city councilor and you represent a district and you making promises like that, you're disenfranchising the other five city councilors. So you need to be careful about how you approach that, right? There's a very fair process that I believe that we've implemented that allows the city manager and the public works director to be very careful and thoughtful about how they select the streets as they go forward. And I'm very proud of the fact that over the last eight years, we've done repair and maintenance on over 40% of the roads in Rio Rancho, and we're continuing to plow forward. We're not gonna slow down, and as we have more money, we're going to throw more money at roads. We're going to throw more money at public safety. We're going to throw more money at economic development. And we're going to throw more money at quality of life. So those are the things that we're focused on, and those are the things we want to accomplish. And that makes Rio Rancho a better city for everybody. I'm talking with our mayor of Rio Rancho, Greg Hull, and we'll let you get on to uh, heading back to Rio Rancho. Yeah. Yes. And I just want to remind everybody, if you're tuning in late, you can catch this show tomorrow on my podcast, Greg Hull, Mayor of Rio Rancho podcast on Spotify. You can just put that in your search engine and find it. But Derek, I'm getting ready to get back on the road here again. So I want to tell everybody, have an amazing day. Go out there, make it the best day possible and God bless.